Yeah, alright. How's it going? So, though the weather is windy, rainy and all over the place, it is still summer here in the UK. And with summer, every year for me, something that comes to the forefront of my attention is body image. Now, whether it's people online talking about steps to get your bikini body or just getting your summer body ready, it's everywhere and it's constant and incessant because apparently you need to have a specific body type to wear clothes, which is news to me. But let's just get into talking about body image. Grab yourself a drink and if you're anything like me, you'll be sat eating as you're listening to this and good for you. So, body image is one of those topics that in the last few years has just become even more polarised, I feel. I think, like with most things, in an attempt to kind of make the discussion balanced with movements such as the body positivity movement, if anything it's just kind of widened that rift just a little bit because a decade or two ago it was mainly magazines, airbrushing that you had to contend with whereas now it's adverts, social media, it's everywhere and it's not really changed in terms of the message of get your bikini body, get summer ready, you know, shed that Christmas weight (laughs) and for me I think there's a lot of emphasis on you know, media in terms of peer pressure, but I think what isn't discussed enough is the fact that body image, you know, everyone has a different concept of what their ideal body image is and what their current body image is and eating habits vary so vastly person to person. So I wanted to start off mainly by touching on eating habits before we get into body image specifically because obviously the two are very closely linked. Now when people hear the term disordered eating or eating disorder I think that it conjures a very specific image in mind of a young teenage girl who is suffering with either anorexia nervosa or bulimia and I think it rings true for me in that in high school on the few occasions where disordered eating was spoken about it was either anorexia, bulimia or obesity. What wasn't discussed were disorders such as binge eating disorder which I think has far more prevalence than anyone gives it credit for and even just the concept of emotional eating. Now God, if you just look in your friendship group, I'm sure that you will find very vastly different examples of this. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I'm um, a comfort eater. (laughs) 
when I'm stressed, I tend to eat more. And when I'm happy, I eat. When it's winter, I eat more because it's cold. (laughs) I think one of the few occasions where I won't eat well is either when I'm ill or when I'm very anxious. And for me, this is very important to know and acknowledge because one of the aspects of body image that annoys me a lot is when people comment on your weight if there's been a change in it. If you've lost weight, they'll compliment you and ask you what you've been doing. And part of me does just wonder what they'd say. And I know it's well-meaning, but what they would say if you turned around and said, it's anxiety, Susan. Thanks. (laughs) And the point I'm trying to make is we often tie so much to what we see when we look at someone. Now what society sees when they look at a woman who is a size 16, which is actually the average size of a woman in the UK, which I think would surprise people because it's not what's plastered everywhere whatsoever, is somebody who's perhaps fallen off the wagon a little, you know, they're not exercising enough, they just, they can't control themselves and they're at risk of all of these shut up, like just shut up because the thing is you cannot look anywhere on social media without seeing this argument on both sides. Now that is what I mean by polarised argument because on an advert of a very slender woman for brands like Calvin Klein will be met with comments such as eat a burger, right? So when it's that case it's you don't look like a normal woman. I don't know what the fuck a normal woman looks like. I wish someone would enlighten me. And when it's a bigger woman who's been posted on um, a virtue signalling business's webpage, um, it's all of a sudden, God, eat healthy. You shouldn't be promoting such harmful things. And... I'm kind of like, can we not find a middle ground here? Right? Can we stop assuming people's health based off of the way we see them when we look at them? Because you will never know someone's health by staring at them. You can make sweeping generalisations. You can say, fat person, heart disease. Thin person, won't be able to menstruate. Like, Since when did everybody become an expert in weight? And... People attach so much to not only the way that people look, but, oh, what's the BMI, right? Anyone who knows anything about that will tell you that that is bullshit. It is essentially just an easy mathematical way of categorising us into either underweight, middle ground, or overweight. And everyone carries weight differently. And that's just the way it is. I had a conversation with friends recently where we were all laughing about the fact that obviously lockdown had brought weight gain and the conversation just got hilarious because we were all talking about where we gained weight and I think that that, even just that in itself, the fact that women have a heightened awareness of where it is that they carry weight when they put it on. So I was saying, well, I'm unlucky because I'm in the category of well, I'm unlucky because I'm in the category of people that put weight on on the thighs and the stomach. <laughs> and my other friend was complaining 
the oh my bum's so big now I can't fit into my jeans and I was like wow I certainly wish I had that problem <laughs> and my other friend said oh it's my arms and my boobs but if you put us all together you'd have all of a body <laughs> but that is the thing isn't it and I feel like there are so many people out there and this is men and women and I only draw on the experiences of women more because obviously that is what I know to be true but there will be people sat at home when it starts to get properly sunny debating whether they have the right to go out in certain clothes just because of what people have said to them in the past whether it's stretch marks, birthmarks, veins, cellulite and these are things that most people have and yet because all we're bombarded with usually is this image of perfection you don't even realise how common it is until you see it and quick like message while I've just said that there are people out there feeling this way put those fucking shorts on wear that sleeveless vest wear that summer dress and if you're a man listening you can wear a summer dress too everyone else be damned right no one has the right to tell you what you can and cannot wear because of your body right (laughs) they don't have the right to assume your health based on your body type nor do they have the right to assume autonomy over your body under the guise of I'm just trying to make sure you're healthy we all know somebody who is very small who eats utter shit the same way we can all know people who are on the larger side who exercise more than everyone else combined so cut the shit and mind your business moving on (laughs) one of the things i wanted to touch on was body dysmorphia um now body dysmorphic disorder i think is another one that's probably more common obviously varying in severity now i described body dysmorphia for me as being you're looking at me and seeing a rather average looking if not slightly indulges on the junk food girl whereas i'm looking in the mirror and seeing mr blobber right you know (laughs) and interestingly research has actually shown that people with body dysmorphic disorders actually perceive facial expressions differently now this might not seem like a lot but in actuality the studies pinpoint that it's not neutral expressions that people with body dysmorphic disorder struggle to properly perceive it's emotive expressions so what they're saying is when they've actually scanned these people's brain patterns brainwaves when looking at faces they struggle to accurately perceive emotive expressions such as very happy very sad to the accuracy of someone who does not have body dysmorphic disorder that's huge because it's literally saying that again you can't assume causality but the point being these people's brain perceive what they're seeing on a completely different wavelength than the average person so when they're looking in the mirror and they're seeing something we don't see that's real to them that's how they perceive it it's not that they know it to be untrue when you speak to somebody or know someone who's struggling with body image 
it is often so easy to fall into the pattern of but you're beautiful but you you're perfectly healthy you're this that doesn't mean anything to anyone who's struggling because that's not their reality and that's why I would say that it is important to note the cues of people's eating and emotionality together don't look at the weight and assume things don't look at the image and assume things if you know that somebody usually stops eating when they're upset then go at it from that angle rather than why aren't you eating you need to take care of yourself because that's judgmental you should instead say is everything okay i've noticed that you seem a little bit down And people rarely answer truthfully on the first time, so it takes patience and it's not easy. But these are often behaviours that are hammered into us from a young age. One interesting point is that our eating behaviours are so influenced by our household growing up. You know, a lot of us associate food with reward, so... If you eat all of this, you get dessert, you know, or you get praise. If you don't eat, it's not good. And alternatively, other people are told from a young age not to overeat, so they associate small portions with reward. And all I would say is, if you're a prospective parent, or if you have children, it's just don't tie reward and punishment to food you know kids have an immaculate grasp on their hunger cravings when you look at people um past the age of about 12 that's where like impulse control starts to kind of dwindle a little we start to eat based on emotion or boredom and i know a lot of people do it as you're eating because the food's there but you're not even hungry Whereas children are very much attuned to the senses of I'm hungry, I will eat, I'm not hungry, so I won't. You know, give them a little bit of credit. I know they're wiping the snot all over the sleeve and crying because you didn't watch them twirl on the spot for two seconds straight, but they probably have a better hold of their eating habits than all of us. (laughs) But it is quite sad that I think it gets to this time of year and a lot of people just start having this horrible relationship when they look in the mirror or when they look at clothes and I imagine a lot of people once they start returning to going out or going into offices might be put in the situation where they put on an item of clothing that doesn't fit anymore and there's not really a way to describe that feeling it it does fucking affect you horribly and I really do understand that but one of the things I've learned recently is as somebody who's kind of been on and off with which brands I've been well I'll say been buying from I've not really been buying much recently but my point would be as somebody who's not stuck to one specific brand the sizing varies so fucking much even if we're talking jeans that are all the same rise you know high rise straight leg right you can be one size in one and three sizes up in another and two sizes down in another. A number doesn't determine your worth, right? It's just a number. You shouldn't buy clothes to fit in. You should buy clothes to fit you. 
it's not about your worth being diminished by not fitting into River Island's jeans because the sizing is bollocks. It's about you buying clothes that fit you, that you like. And I think that the discussions kind of become very oversaturated with the concept of, oh, Instagram's ruining body image. Of course, it's a huge factor. A lot of the influencers you see posted everywhere all have an hourglass size 8 figure and are all very tanned, no stretch marks, etc. But let's not just diminish the fact that it's often real life experiences that cause these feelings because a lot of us will have experienced those stares or comments whether we want to acknowledge them or not. And if I could say anything, I'd just say, you don't, there's no such thing as a summer body. Like, why does nobody say, oh, getting my winter body ready, like, I'm eating a load, so I'm insulating myself? In which case, I always have a great winter body. <laughs> but, you know, stretch marks are normal, cellulite is normal. Don't think that you don't have the right to wear something because of the way that you look. As long as you are mindful of the reasons that you are eating for, or the reasons that you are feeling this way, that's what's important. Because honestly, nothing is more helpful than just stopping for a moment and saying, fucking hell, I nearly just did that because I'm really stressed right now. And if you still feel the need to eat, it's just fucking eat it. Like... (laughs) Everyone's so obsessed with stripping back all this shit just so we can say to society, I'm a healthy person, I'm the pinnacle of success and health and moderation. No, you are allowed to have things that you enjoy and don't let people take it away from you, right? Our government is now saying that they want to ban fast food adverts before 9pm. And to that I'd say, how about we make healthier foods such as fresh veg, salad and all the like cheaper rather than saying that, oh, not advertising McDonald's will mean that people are less likely to go for a meal that costs them a fraction of what fresh veg which expires in two days will. But yeah, we're really getting to the root of the problem because our government knows what it's doing. And it's not as if half of the Tories ought to talk about overindulging themselves. But, you know, pot kettle. (laughs) So, public service announcement. Fucking wear what you want. If you feel great in it, go out in it. Yes, I would prefer if you were not going out in a G-string as a grown man. But, I can't stop you. The police might. But I can't. So you do you. Let your stretch marks show. Cellulite is going to be there whether people like it or not. And as long as you feel good in yourself, that's what fucking matters, okay? And I mean, half of getting a nice picture is basically contorting yourself into oblivion anyway, so I wouldn't really be asked about that. <laughs> you heard it here. Summer bodies aren't real. Wear whatever the fuck you want. And if you want to have half a tube of Pringles, it's going to be hard to stop yourself because who only eats one Pringle out of a tube? That's weird. (laughs) I hope you're all doing well and I hope that you're not feeling too down on yourself and that you're all safe and you better be fucking wearing masks to the shop.
because that's a part of summer fashion now. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm a good one.